Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we're joined by the hilarious Mr. Brian Husky and by a real live Olympic athlete. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Another beautiful day in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I got a little overexposed in the sun, though, Jordan. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, yeah? yeah it's, a little, it's a little dark in here. I can't see your, your coloring. I'm feeling a little peaked. Mm. I think I may have gotten a mild burn. I did eventually th- think to put some, put on some baby sunblock. Oh, good! <laughs> it was the only kind that was available was baby sunblock. So you just put a little on. Does that help uh, in case you're getting colicky? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. good. It's a dual purpose sunblock. Yeah, and I also protects against the sun. I also use it when I can't find my binky. Oh, <laughs> right when you're fussy. Yeah, sure. Just in general, I'm hungry, tired. I need a nap. Whatever. Wow, these, I mean, I had no idea these baby lotions did so many things. Sure, if there's a mess in my diety, mm-hmm. that's when I'll bust out the baby suntan. And what does that do for the diety mess? It just makes me feel better about the whole thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> about a grown, being a grown man who shit his pants. Gotcha. <laughs> just on the bottle, there's a fun character saying, you're doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's introduce our guest. He's a uh, legendary improviser, a uh, television and internet actor, mm. um, a sketch comedian. You might have seen him recently on Burning Love or Veep. I enjoyed him very much on Veep. Thank you. Mr. Brian Husky. Hi, Brian Husky. Hi, guys. It was a, it's a, nice to have you on the show. I'm thrilled. I think I, I think I may have emailed you about this, but I really enjoyed your turn on the television program Veep. Oh, thank you so very much. I loved it. Yeah. I love that show. I, uh, I love it. <laughs> Good. So, uh, How do you feel about Veep? Uh, I'm, I could take it or leave it. Right. You know, <laughs> sure. Whether they have me back is how I feel about it. So. Yeah, but your character, I think your character is a recurring character. I think so. I think, I think your character is going to pop up. His character, by the way, is a Washington gadfly. Yeah. Mm. Based on I it. did not see this particular Veep. Oh, you have to see Veep 2 mm-hmm. and Veep 6. Those are your Veeps. Those are my Veeps. Okay. No, maybe. I'm, I, beg, I beg your pardon. I'm right. pleading for your pardon. <sighs> I don't. Just Please. to let you know, I do not pardon that easily. I know. Ask all the men I've sentenced to death. I know. <laughs> I know your track record. This isn't a Bill Clinton 1999 type situation over here with Jordan. <laughs> sure. Please. But, uh, yeah, they. Uh, it might be episode seven. Okay. Because some things got moved around. I was supposed to be in three episodes and they combined one. So you're saying it's kind of last. touch and go with your Veep. Well, you know what? I mean, I don't want to talk over the listeners' heads, but in the business, mm-hmm. it gets crazy. Right. Okay? So, Well, especially when Frank Rich is involved. Yeah. When when the rich man comes in, when Richie Rich is saying things are happening. You know, celebrity columnist slash Veep executive yeah. producer, For, Frank Rich. Former uh, New York Times film critic or, no, theater, uh, theater critic. critic. Theater critic. Super nice guy. 
Yeah. Very nice guy. Yeah. His son is uh, one of the funniest people that I've ever known. Rich. Simon Rich, a uh, longtime Saturday Night Live writer oh. and uh, regular contributor to The New Yorker. Oh, wow. Yeah, that. you can tell. If, you, if you're ever wondering, is this, a, um, is this a shouts and murmur piece by Simon Rich? Uh-huh. A good way to tell is <laughs> first read it. And if it's funny, check to see if it says Jack Handy at the top. If it doesn't, then it's by Simon Rich. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I see the differentiation. It's I a understand. good system. Yeah. That's a t- <laughs> There's a lot of mentions of Kierkegaard. It's probably Woody one of Allen. those Woody Allen <laughs> yeah. things. Uh-huh. I was going to say Sartre. That's <laughs> yeah. a, see, that's some great talking points that I can have with Frank the next time we're sitting down. Yeah, you just... can talk about how – I sincerely – I'm not joking about Simon Rich. Simon yeah. Rich is – Super funny, yeah. Super funny. His his books. He's got uh, three books, um, I believe. On one, two, three. Yes, I think or two, two. Yeah, two books of essays and a novel. Yeah. Um, they're hilarious. I think for I always thought he was British. Uh huh. Based it's on, it's, it's the, the most British name yeah. in the world. Yeah. Simon. Pl- yeah. Yeah. The only uh, there's a director named. Uh, Tristam Shapiro, mm-hmm. who is sort of like you're like, oh, this guy, and he's British. You're like you're so British. Well, not the end. In there, kind of. Sorry, but he turned wrong yeah. somewhere. But mm-hmm. if he was Tristam Rich, that is, yeah. that is the most British. I actually got uh, overexposed in the sun because I went to <laughs> back to that the mall. The outdoor mall mm-hmm. here in Los Angeles, specifically the Americana at Brand okay. in Glendale, California. Yeah, the Glendale version of the Grove, guys. Yeah, um, this is this is a this is a new type of mall they have here in Los Angeles. Yeah, I know. I'm familiar with the Grove, but I didn't know that it's exactly like the Grove. It, okay, you know what it is? It's a lifestyle mall. It's a yeah. lifestyle mall where they sell. You can buy property, and if you are hanging out in your apartment twenty feet away from. A shopping co-op. experience, sure. and you need to get out and shop, and then go immediately home and think about shopping again, and then going back out. This is the place for you. Yeah, it, what it is is it's an it's the it's the key element. They've taken the idea of a, a of a mixed use development, mm-hmm. um, a live work loft type situation, <laughs> live. and they've removed all of the stores that you need so to go a, to in your day to day. So life. there's like, a Lane Bryant and a dance studio. Yeah. Is what you're saying? <laughs> well, there's also a water feature. Which oh, is, okay, yes. sure. Which is what just just as in the Grove here in Los Angeles, there is a, this dancing fountain. Oh my gosh! Um, and they play on speakers. They play Frank Sinatra music. Well, that's the other thing I was going to say. If you are Frank Sinatra uh, fetishist, uh-huh. or or maybe you've got some kind of like Asperger's thing where Frank Sinatra is the only thing that's going to calm you down, you have to live there because that's yeah. all they play. Yeah. It's, well, the thing is, is I thought that was all they play mm-hmm. at this mall. I, because I'm so you hear it to Frank Sinatra, and it is all that type of big band music, mm. uh, vocal big band music. But there's no Ella Fitzgerald. No. There's no n- none of the other. There's no Sarah Vaughan. It's just Frank Sinatra, and then weird contemporary versions of, of that Frank music. Sinatra, yeah, exactly. uh, so, yeah. so you're saying maybe a maybe a Buble will slip in there. Yes. I heard or Frank Sinatra Jr. Because okay, he yeah. does his dad's songs now. I heard a, they they played as though it were a real song, a swing version of the theme from the cartoon show Spider Man. <laughs> wow. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Well, if there's a movie theater in here, they're probably getting people pumped for the reboot. 
Oh, Maybe that's part of it. You got wow. that reboot coming out soon. Yeah. So well, you I'll, think he <laughs> sees all all right. the machinations. Was there a, was there also a song playing about uh, how Ted is adorable but also outrageous? <laughs> <laughs> what if a bear came to life and took you for a ride? <laughs> Saying R-rated things with his cute mouth. So there is this huge fountain yeah. in this. Is Mario wall. Lopez constantly making a TV show in front of it? Yeah, basically. That's basically the situation. You know, I that, think he literally does in the Grove, right? He, he does yeah, in the Grove. Yeah, yeah. They don't, that's the one thing that they haven't worked up to there. Because it's in Glendale, they don't have the the, the sort yeah. of like Today Show appearances. But well, I mean, I guess they have stars. the Armenian Mario Lopez. Yeah, sure. Who is, who's <laughs> he's, a, he's reporting a, on all the latest Domino's celebrities. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they have they have like singers whose uh, music's only available on cassettes and stuff. <laughs> you know, seeing <laughs> and then System of a Down. <laughs> every, every week, the musical guest System of a Down. <laughs> so, um, or it, some other metal band were with uh, braided goatees. Right, right. I mean, I had. Not been to. I had not been to. I'd never been to this place, mm-hmm. and I had not been to the Grove in a year or two. Sure, um, it's the kind of place that you really would only choose to go to if you had to go J Crew for something. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a. It's a it, right. It's a. It's a it, real nightmare. Sure, yeah. it's a totally a nightmare. But, or or you have relatives visiting from town and you are running out of stuff because you go to the yeah, farmer's market. Yeah, sure, sure. That's delightful. That's cute. Let's go over here. They'll have a little uh, maybe Jimmy Buffett cover band out there mm-hmm. sometimes. They had a Jimmy Buffett cover band this morning. Did they literally? Seriously? Yes. Oh literally. my God, that's great. Yeah, yeah literally. <laughs> that's great. Um, then they did, first they were they were doing Margaritaville. Mm-hmm. They segued from uh, Margaritaville into, and I, I have to tell you this was a three-piece. Okay. They were wearing black head to toe, which poor them because it was eighty five degrees outside. Um, they are. It's an odd, odd choice for a Jimmy Buffett cover band. That, that was their agreement when they started it. Oh, okay. When they did Jimmy Buffett round the clock. Well, one like, of the guys wanted it to be a nine inch nails cover band, and they decided to <laughs> compromise. Yeah. So one guy wanted it to be a nine inch nails cover band. Well, the other guy wanted it to be a bare naked ladies cover band, and they just met halfway. Yeah. yeah. Which or, is exactly Jimmy Buffett. Or they also knew when they were going to the Jimmy Buffett uh, cover band conventions in Las Vegas. Oh, sure. Or down in Key West. The only way to differentiate <laughs> them. Was that they wore black? All the other right. guys are wearing the Hawaiian shirts. These guys are wearing black all the time. So they sang- because Jimmy Buffett's music does have an undercurrent of darkness. Yeah, I mean, think, there is. I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, wasting away, wasting sure. away, uh, only eating hamburgers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the one about the guy putting out the personal ad? Does he have more than one song? Uh, oh, I want someone to kill my neighbor. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's <laughs> the one. That's the one. $2,000. The only thing that gets me hard are screams. <laughs> <laughs> So, but I'm thinking. Oh God, I I just wanted I just want to figure out this song before I I go nuts and get a deluge of internet corrections. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if you like pina, the coladas, pina song. Yeah. yeah, that's a dark song. That's about is infidelity. That a Jimmy Buffett song. Oh, I don't know. No. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Okay. Brian, uh, Brian no. Fernandez, our producer, I'm going to have him see if that's a Jimmy Buffett song. I don't think it is. But I'm going to no. tell you what this – so it's three guys. If it's and- not, Jimmy Buffett's got a lawsuit on his hand because <laughs> <laughs> there seems like – There's three – it, it is. is. 
It is confirmed. Yes. King of Poles. Wow. King of Poles. No idea. I know it doesn't sound like him. So it's a much more. I mean, it sounds exactly like him. No. What's it, What's different about that? It's a little more. It's a little more groovy and sexy. I and, think. Yeah. I think what Brian found out. I think Brian found out that Jimmy Buffett has recorded the Pina Colada song. Yes. But it is not the hit version. Is not a Jimmy Bu- Jimmy Buffett's version. Thank you. And he we says can, we're what? absolutely correct. Okay. This is all through hand gestures. We're I like to that he's out. not using the talkback button to report this information. <laughs> to us. He's just trying to play a game of charades yeah. through the window. He's because hold- there's nothing that's more compelling on audio than hearing the host describe hand gestures. <laughs> okay, Brian wow. says he didn't know that he could that he could punch in and into our earphones. So, Brian, who is the who originally recorded the Pina Colada song? Rupert Holmes. Rupert yeah. Holmes. Mm. Escape, parentheses, the Pina Colada song. Okay. Yeah. And that that was a rallying rally cry of like sexual freedom in the seventies. Yeah, know? like just step outside of marriage and get what you need. Sure. So there are these. Put out a personal ad. I love you. You keep. Trying. But then it kind of has this. We are not going to let you finish. There are these three dudes in the band. Story. There are these three dudes in the band, right? And they're wearing all oh, these poor guys are wearing all black. It's like one sixty-five-year-old drummer. One like twenty nine year old bassist who who is his stepson <laughs> yeah, exactly and you know like maybe a fifty year old guitarist slash singer mm-hmm. um, and they segued I shit you not directly from Margaritaville into the Curtis Mayfield and the Impression song People Get Ready about the <laughs> civil rights movement these three weird white guys wearing all black dressed like waiters in the lowest rent restaurant in history <laughs> but I mean maybe they had, maybe, this, they, maybe the theme was civil my, rights yeah. Yeah. yeah Jimmy Buffett was yeah he was on there Margaritaville is a kind of utopia where mm, there's yeah. no color right <laughs> yeah only getting nice and faded. Yeah, I, I the one. You know who? You know, guys. You know who doesn't judge? You know who doesn't have any prejudice? Hammocks. <laughs> <laughs> the great equalizer. Yep. So the defi- I think the defining experience though of of my trip to the Americana at Brand. Mm-hmm. Um, besides noticing that one of the streets in there is named after the guy who developed all these places. Oh, funny. Um, uh, who is that? His name's Rick Caruso. John Mall. It, wow. It's on Caruso John. Street. Nice. Uh, it's like one of those weird sort of semi, not really a yeah. street. No, it's, that a, it's, abuts a, it's the, a delivery like yeah, driveway. That exactly. They sort of... But it has a huge sign right out there on brand. Well, I, lo- I also love that they have that little the trolley car. Yeah. And and they give a, a, a spoken tour of it. So they'll pick you up at one end and drive you in a horseshoe shape to the other end, which Here's is just... Here's the Pinkberry. Yeah, is it a, like a historical tour? Yeah. I I think it's it sure. starts out as historical, and then they talk about how reasonable the lofts are mm-hmm. and what the life, lifestyle here is. Sure. Anthropology is right here. You might not have that in Iowa City. <laughs> it's too bohemian. Too bohemian. And over here is the Apple Store, where Channing Tatum was once spotted at the Genius Bar. <laughs> Yes. Big day for us. Big day so for us. So there's this huge water feature in the center of this place, yeah. right? And it's it goes, you know, spurts up and down and does little dances. And the, I saw a sign on the water feature, like around the rim of it. Mm-hmm. The sign is maybe, I don't know, 8 by 12, something yeah. like that, horizontally oriented. It just says on it, wet. <laughs> it's a warning that the fountain water. is wet. Sure. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's like what happened that they had to put up that sign. Right. Because, I mean, you know, 
Fear a guide. vampire came to visit. <laughs> right. Is that what can't get wet? A vampire? Yeah, gremlins, I think you're thinking <laughs> of. <laughs> a gremlin. No, I think classically it's a witch, right? What happened? I guess, yeah, the a wicked witch. Witch. The Wicked Witch. Well, they were. What happened is they were filming Gremlins three. Mm-hmm. They somebody somebody thought, well, let's put all the Gremlins into this water feature. Oh, we don't have. This to is a safe. To this is about. a safe place for the Gremlins. You're yeah, right. and then it, it destroyed the entire production. But you know, I mean, like I just think it's really cool that the guy who's making Gremlins three isn't just going CGI because you know that's how everything's going these days. I don't he, know if anybody saw this. I mean, it's hard to train Gremlins. Right? Yeah, but you know, it, it's great. It's it's tangible. It looks like you can touch them. And he's using the original Gremlins that haven't really been cleaned up or taken care of right. for this production. <laughs> yeah, these so, Gremlins are a mess. <laughs> so, so it's lit. It's lit really low. It sort of looks like a Scorsese. Yeah, like they've a been living, They've been living in the sewers of Paris. Yeah. In the yeah. catacombs, the mm-hmm. Paris catacombs. Um, big, I mean, it's funny that you mentioned Scorsese because, I mean, his they big passion is film restoration. Yes. I mean, I hear he's also campaigning for gremlin restoration. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's, Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, let's, let's preserve. GI. Let's preserve American scribblers. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Hey, guess what? We have a sponsor on this week's program IFC and Comedy Bang Bang with Scott Ackerman. It's an absurd half-hour comedy show that only looks like a talk show. Comedy so nice, they banged it twice. Featuring Brian Husky. Hi, guys. Friday nights at 10, 9 central on IFC. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Brian Husky, elder statesman. Yeah. Huh? He is. How about that one? Oh, that's a good one, Brian. Thank you. You're welcome. I really wanted to fit in. So you're Jordan, like one of those, uh, I, I mean, it reminded me of those lovable old gremlins on the set of Gremlins 3. <laughs> They're kind of the elder statesmen of the monster world. Oh, sure. May they rest in peace. Oh, mm-hmm. boy. They're coming. No, they're rising. They're like Jesus figures to me. They're coming oh, back. Really? Sure. I mean, oh, if you yeah. throw them in that wet fountain. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen, we have a guest on the line. So maybe <laughs> instead of talking about gremlins, we should talk to her. <laughs> We're about to get in. I mean, we could just talk to her about gremlins. It's not her oh, area let's of talk expertise. About the religious symbolism in sure. gremlins. <laughs> right. <laughs> So a couple weeks on the a couple weeks ago on the show we had one of our all-time greatest momentous occasions Whoa. which was a young lady who called in on the occasion of simultaneously having been accepted at her graduate school of choice Whoa. and having been accepted to represent her nation at the Olympic games holy shit balls right yeah right and she's joining us on the line now her name Donna Vacalis I'd, Hi. I said it wrong, probably. No, that was good. That was good. Thanks. Okay. Bavikatali, right? <laughs> Hi, Donna. How are you? That was closer. That was closer. That was closer. Hi. How are you, Donna? Uh, I'm doing well. Yeah, I'm doing really well. Yeah. yeah. And Donna, when, when when you called and we were discussing your call, there was some debate over what goes into the modern pentathlon. Can you clarify what what exactly goes on in this event? I can, I can, yep. Um, so one, it's, it's a, a five freaking. sport mm-hmm. from the Greek word for five, the penta part. 
and the five sports. I think that you got them. You got them right in the end. Um, but it's <laughs> fencing, the end. and then swimming, a two hundred meter freestyle race, and then show jumping, which is on a horse that we've never met before. You you get to know the horse that day, and you have a strict twenty minute warm up with them. Blind wow. date jumping. That's yeah, crazy. I know. <laughs> it's wow. it's, um, it's not. It's not like any other riding event in that sense. Wait, and, so just 15 um, minutes in, you ask the horse, so um, any brothers or sisters? <laughs> <laughs> you whisper in their ear, I hate horses. Let's do this. <laughs> horses run faster when they're uh, filled with rage. <laughs> when they're angry about their riders. <laughs> right. Well, maybe yeah. some horses like it like that. I don't know. That's but, true. Yeah. <laughs> no, it varies yeah. from horse to horse. Yeah. So, so uh, I'd look at their swimming. internet history that... <laughs> their IMDb page. <laughs> so, uh, fencing and, swimming. Wait, there's horse. two more. Yeah. There's wait, a, the is... run and shoot, which are combined. So, it's a little bit like a summer version of the biathlon, but instead we run on a cross country course and then we shoot a laser pistol. Wow. wow. That, I didn't know it was a laser. That is the Now modern. I like it more. Wow. And this all takes place in a virtual universe, right? So that's the other <laughs> yeah. modern element. Yeah, and then Tron comes in. <laughs> <laughs> the soundtrack is provided by Daft Punk, right? Like that's just <laughs> oh, always playing. Oh, that would playing. be so good. That would be good. Uh, How do you? Okay, so that is. Those are all very specific, amazing things. How did? How did they decide to combine all of those? And then how do you? Like, what is the interrelation in training for them? Or is it just all like? Get ready to do a shit ton of weird stuff because it's on. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, start darning. <laughs> well, it actually was conceptualized in in um, for the 1912 Olympics. So exactly a hundred years ago, they started it, Ooh. and it was meant to sort of be. Um, there was this legacy of the ancient Olympic Games that had a pentathlon where it was just men and they did things like threw javelins and wrestled and had a foot race and all these skills were thought to be really useful in military service. So right. in 1912, the the guy who was putting together the modern Olympics also conceived of this modern pentathlon, but by modern he meant modern 1912 military man. So um, that's where they got the events from. The uh, the modern pentathlon now would include Minecraft. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The modern pentathlon now would be like drones, (laughs) guiding drone bombs from a computer. Yeah, exactly. Getting some money to help with your education. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Wow. So how long yeah. how long is the road up to this point for you? Like how long have you been going for it? Uh, um well, I don't have a usual path because I I started as an athlete as a really young person. I was a competitive swimmer and then a rider and then got into pentathlon when I was 12 years old. But when I was 15, I thought I was really old and I decided to quit sport and um spent spent a long time not doing any sports and then I got back into it just before the 2008 Olympics. So in 2007 I came back to compete internationally and um have been kind of gunning for it since then. So how long have you how so long cool. did you take off in between? About 9 years and uh, no 10 10 years. Holy moly. And Man. It, for that time, you were... I mean, if, just eating pizza. I'm, yeah. I'm looking at my notes here. For that time, you were one of the singers Maybe for Black Flag. 
I, I was a, I was working on other skills like skateboarding and playing drums and wow. eating vegan, vegan pizza, maybe a lot of it. Wow. Is part of your quest to make so many boys fall in love with you as just like a <laughs> dream girl? Uh, <laughs> yeah. She drums, yeah, she skates. That would down. be a worthy quest, I yes. think. <laughs> wow. Okay, so originally you were originally you were a swimmer and a horse rider. Yeah. Um, so originally you were super good at what you what might be called the summer camp sports. Um, and, oh, you and, forgot roasting marshmallows. Yeah. <laughs> right, macaroni art. <laughs> God's <laughs> eyes. Um, so what did you just canoe make out? Did you just hear? That's the last one we should do. <laughs> did you just hear? Did you just hear? Like, was there like an ad in the newspaper that said? And we should explain that you are Canadian. Um, was there just an ad yeah, in yeah. the newspaper that said, Canada seeks pentathletes? We should try that. Maybe we'd get some. I, I, we didn't. There wasn't. Um, it yeah. was. I followed, actually. I followed another. So when I was riding, I was riding at my friend's farm. And I don't know how she got into pentathlon, but she was doing it. And I just kind of followed her into it. So she got a laser together. pistol for Christmas one year. And... <laughs> yeah, what is a laser pistol? Does it just have a, a laser, like you just shoot a laser or a, like a Star Wars laser that will blow people up? Or It, it's just, it looks it's just, just like an air pistol. I don't know if you've seen an air pistol before, but it looks just like a really fancy air pistol. Um, but the top barrel has been replaced with like a um, plexiglass clear box that's, uh, ha- contains a laser in it, but it also has a circuit board that communicates wirelessly with the target. And then, wow. and so do you, 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 sh- you line up your laser gun and then you shoot it, but you only get like one little beam of light to, to let the computer know that you hit the target. Yep. It will only, it will only flash its little red beam of light when you pull the trigger right. and, at that point, there, there's, um, there's a computer that gives us all kinds of data feedback right in front of us, and we can see where the shot fell. Oh and if it's a hit, then we get uh, that's, that's one hit, and you need five hits this to be able like to leave your station. In kind of an inflatable vi- environment for a 13-year-old's birthday. Right. Well, I was actually <laughs> going to say, have you been recruited by the government to be an assassin yet? Or, you know, or does that come after the Olympics? Yeah, is that based on yeah, the, the spirit of the Olympics? Is that based on, on what medal you win? Like a gold medal? Oh, maybe that's it? why she's going to the Olympics. Yeah. Maybe there's some dignity. She's going to... Oh, she's going she's gonna to yeah. kill... Oh, yeah. She's going to kill that evil dignitary. You she's know the one. She's going to take down somebody from... Uh, she's going to take down, like, uh, President Assad of Syria. Uh-huh. Oh, you know who it is? Uh it's Danny Boyle because he's planning the opening ceremonies. <laughs> Are you going to assassinate Academy Award-winning director Danny Boyle? I can't answer that. I, that's you know what. Understood. That's totally well fair. Well Understood. Okay. I think so- we should change the subject. <laughs> wait, wait. What is that dot on our? Uh, we have a dots on our. Head. <laughs> So you were just hanging out. Avenge our death, listeners. <laughs> I don't know what that sound is. We all, Most of our listeners are biathletes. So mm, right. a lot of them are super good. The problem is, is if we don't get assassinated in an alpine environment, then we are fucked. Yeah. <laughs> like what in you, an alpine environment. What do you do at the Max Fun Con? 
That's a good idea. I would love to get assassinated there. Next one on Europe. Let's throw on some Lederhosen and see what we can do. Uh, there's something saying Max FunCon Europe. The, it changes what Max FunCon sounds like. Uh-huh. It sounds more <laughs> devious and right. like it's some kind of world domination plan. Well, the, <laughs> the, the main activity at regular Max FunCon or big comedy shows, the uh-huh. main activity at Max FunCon <laughs> Europe is the most dangerous game. <laughs> <laughs> Human sport. Yeah. I mean, a I hard say, target situation, <laughs> if you will. I say that Max FunCon Europe's inspiration is probably the movie Jim Cotta. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, or the Ray Liotta vehicle, no escape. <laughs> but there is there is a comedy element. There is a, a like a, a sad faced clown that will run out and simply like weep and then run, <laughs> run away between shots. But, so, but Donna, he has a really nice bike. <laughs> <laughs> so Donna, you were just hanging out on a farm. Your buddy yeah. knew your buddy knew that you were had been a competitive swimmer as a kid. And had been a competitive horse rider as a kid, and she said, "Hey, you should come down to the, you should come down to the." It was sort of like when a when a football coach sees a fat kid in the hallway, <laughs> he's like, "You should be a lineman." Yeah, yeah, but it was even more integrated because her farm. So she lived on a farm. We were still riding together, and we would, uh, we would. So she had a shooting set up in one barn, so we could go and t- like learn how to shoot. And then um, running, we could run around the farm. It was really, actually a really large farm. Her father had an ultralight landing strip, wow. and you could <laughs> run down this huge, huge, long, um, I guess a really long patch of grass that was smooth and perfectly kept. There was a meat locker for boxing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she just talked you into this? Had you been, had you been, you, so you hadn't done any competitive athletics in the intervening time? Were you, did you even do like intramural softball or anything? Oh, after I quit when I was, like between when I quit yeah. athletics and when I got back into it? Uh, no, nothing but a little dabbling that you do like an accidental participation in a hipster kickball right yeah something maybe some inner tube water polo once on a weekend (laughs) (laughs) holy shit that's canada's version of uh hipster kickball (laughs) i feel like donna they all go for a labats it could be that donna is just making up sports (laughs) (laughs) Uh, she might have created that wikipedia entry that we that we looked at last time on the show donna do you consider one of these five sports your strong point Ooh. Yes, the usually the running, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do, and is is one is one more challenging for you? <laughs> yeah, what's yes, the week? The week fencing. Week? Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. What, what, uh, uh, have you been brushing up on the fencing, or I have. Yeah. Yeah, I just got back actually a couple of days ago from a fencing camp, which I hope I hope will make me a better stabber. <laughs> so. so you would say that stabbing is kind of your weak your weak area. <laughs> yeah. So you're good at yeah. sort of fending them off, like it's sort of like a, a like a low stakes fight, and and then you just can't seal the deal. You're like, no, please don't hurt yeah. me, please, no, 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 and then they the, win. The kill stroke. Is that? What, I, yeah, what, I don't know. Really <laughs> no, it's sort of So is it fo- okay? Is it foiled fencing or is it saber fencing? The kind where you slash or the kind where you poke? Oh, actually, it's it's neither foil nor saber. There's Hold a third on. kind of fencing. Oh. Is it inner tube saber, fencing? Lightsaber, lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's epee fencing. Oh. 
EpiPen yeah. fencing? What? <laughs> that's, that's where you let loose you let loose a hive of bees <laughs> in a group of people that are deathly allergic. <laughs> well, what is the difference? Uh, there's so there's three different weapons for each of them, and the epe it looks a lot like a foil. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit heavier, and the rules are different. So with foil fencing, there's there's rules about where you can hit or be hit. Right. So there's a target area, and epe fencing you can all bets are off. You can hit them anywhere you want, Ooh. except for in the back. Wow! So, so it's so you so can it's hit like their the toe. Is that what it is? The mixed martial arts <laughs> yes. of, yeah, of fencing? You're just trying to use an analogy that our <laughs> listeners might understand. Right, right. kids? We've got a lot of MMA fans yeah. in our audience. So. Kesha. Kesha. Totally. <laughs> so, okay. You're not saying Kesha listens to this show. You're just saying just Kesha, Kesha so people right. will relate That's to you. That's sort of like a, like a punctuation. Yeah, word. Kesha. Yeah, Kesha. Yeah. yeah Kesha, what Kesha. countries are the best pentathletes, modern pentathletes? They're... They're slightly different depending on if you speak about the men's or the women's team. But um, for for the women's team, it's Great Britain, Germany, France, and then Russia, Egypt, Brazil, Lithuania. So mostly it's it's countries whose power peaked in 1912. <laughs> it's actually just guys from the First World War that <laughs> happened to still be alive. <laughs> Uh, you're not far. You're not entirely far off because a lot of the countries in, like the Soviet bloc countries, produced really strong systems. So Belarusia, Russia, Lithuania, and um, a lot of those countries still dominate the pentathlon scene. Actually, those countries are actually literally training these people as spies, though. Yeah, <laughs> this is this yeah. is it is their full time job. So yes. <laughs> wow. So but you're you're probably a better uh, drummer and skateboarder than them, though. I feel like I, I, that's not something I can kind of throw down on the day, though. I, they don't really care. Are well, you going to bring blue jeans to sell to them? <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought of it. In excess bootlegs? <laughs> <laughs> it's 1984, right? <laughs> sure. yeah, over there it is. Just, just say to them, wait till you guys get Ace of Base. <laughs> you guys are going to freak. I'm gonna flip the fuck out. Um, do you know your uh, your teammates? Do you know the other Canadian pentathletes? I do. Yes. It's yeah. A, it's a tight community, I would imagine. Yeah, we there aren't. It's not a sport with a lot of depth in Canada or the U.S. Well, like to be fair, anywhere. <laughs> no, that, I'm always, I don't know. That, if like, you go to Hungary, you can see big billboards with pentathletes. Really? Oh, wow. I love that. I, yeah. love, I mean, it's such a just hearing you list off all the things. It, it's if you go it's to so Hungary, if you go to Hungary, you can see big billboards that just have a picture of the man who owns a steak. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the one clean shoe in town is on a, <laughs> is on a billboard. <laughs> They're poor. <laughs> poor. We could do a podcast. They can. So, Donna, Donna, let's let's talk about let's talk about what it was like to try and uh, qualify qualify to do this. How long had you been doing this competitively? When it came time to uh, when it came to, came time to you know compete in the Canada champion of pentathlon and, and event. was Gina Davis just mad dogging you the whole time? 
Um, uh, so I've been competing at nationals. I came to the 2006 nationals as a kind of walk-on, uh, someone who wasn't uh, like wasn't really known on the scene. And I participated in uh, most of the nationals since then. My first international was in 2007. So I'd say since 2007, I've been serious. So are you kind of, uh, are there some people who have been on the scene for a long time and you're the the uh, Janie come lately? Can you say that? I'm, that now I'm, now on the national team, I've been there the second longest because oh, okay. some girls retired in the last quadrennial and some new girls and guys came on in the last quadrennial. People in So, wait, in I'm pretty sure that the quadrennial this. is not a word. Well, the quadrennial is the, the Canadian uh, <laughs> calendar system, right? right? It's like you break right. it down. That's the one where the world is ending is in October. Uh-huh. <laughs> Every October. <laughs> yeah, the Canadians uh, predicted the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so when what did you have to do to qualify to be on the team? Was there a big fence off, or or what? Yeah, well, so for our sport, there's only 36 women and 36 men from the world who are allowed to compete. The way our our competition is structured, it's limited to 36 people in the final day. So, so to get to get onto the Canadian Olympic team, I had to qualify internationally because not every country can get people in. And how many how so, many people are on your team presently? For the so there there are five national team uh, team members, mm-hmm. and two of us qualified for the Olympics. And so do do you guys are you guys essentially competing against each other, or do you both earn points for the Canadian team when you do your event? Both simultaneously, we're we're competing against one another on the international ranking list, mm-hmm. um, but we can both we could be first and second on the podium on the at the Olympics, for That's example. That's a real mind fuck for you guys, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and we we actually begin our day by fencing each other first. So they yeah. set it up so that you can't help your teammate by giving them a win in the fence by forcing you to fence oh, your teammate first. Okay. And what about the what about the horse seduction part? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Where you're just introduced yeah. to this horse that's been, you know, treat, treated badly, I assume, right? They just get these kind of like... They just get real shit horses. They get like Jersey racetrack horses. <laughs> They're all chewed up. <laughs> they oh, swim man, them if you only knew. From some places we do get kind of sketchy rides but you know in in london they're going to be really really high quality horses the british are really good with horses super sticky hooves it's going to be a great blind date (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing and And it's it's so weird at the end when the horse wants to split the check though (laughs) (laughs) that's how you tell if he wants to do it or is like, what are you doing now i was like well i gotta Got to go do some swimming. Like, oh, oh I, can I thought swim. we could go. I could swim. I can run along the banks. Do you, you want to get a drink no, first? Okay. Do you want to? No, okay. I go do this Actually, thing. I just got a call from this Hungarian guy. <laughs> He's got a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I ask about your, your grad uh, school? Ness? Yeah, I'm, what you, yeah, I'm so excited. What's it? What's the, what's the field? Uh, civil engineering, wow. but in green infrastructure. So figuring out ways to measure measure our big building projects to see whether they make us more or less healthy, whether they make the environment more green or less green. 
that kind of stuff. Are you going to be doing some lead certification? Maybe. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. No, She's totally into me now. Now just say something about drums. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, I got this one. Drums. Drums. <laughs> yeah, jazz chap. <laughs> jazz trap kit. Hey, kickflip. <laughs> kickflip. Neil Pert? <laughs> yeah, Neil Pert. <laughs> Maybe if you had a horse named Kickflip. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Gosh, Donna. This is too much. Okay, how much time? Do, wait, do, we... do you name the horse after you meet it for the first time? Do you just give it a like a competition name? Or does do... Um we don't except in one case where I rode a horse in China whose name was just some um some combination of alphanumeric codes. The horse's name was something like AFB32, so I, I gave it a name temporarily. Aww. You know that that was a robot horse, right? Yeah. <laughs> Hologram horse. They're way ahead of us. They're behind us in a lot of development markers, they're, but they're way ahead of us on really robot equestrian f- matters. Focused on the weirdest things <laughs> over there. You know those robot horses just made in sweatshops. <laughs> <laughs> There's no soul. You gotta get a handcrafted horse <laughs> from Pennsylvania horse country. <laughs> Okay, so Donna, so a lot of these Olympic sports are very, you know, prestigious. They're very public, uh, you know, Carl Lewis and so (laughs) forth. Gina Davis. Gina Davis. Cutthroat Island. Um, Bruce Jenner, who's married into a very powerful family now. Absolutely, absolutely. The new Kennedys. Uh Um, So, but modern pentathlon is not so much... Um, do you have to, like, buy your own plane tickets to go to the national championship and, like, pay for your own hotel room? Or do you – or is there some funding organization or – how does it work when you're, when you're in a not famous sport? Yeah. Um, so tell your kids if they want to get mm, – go into a lucrative sport that mm-hmm. it's maybe not pentathlon, but we <laughs> – we we pay for our own way to nationals and to um, and we pay for our own room and board and we pay for our own coaches and equipment and everything. But we get um, we get a little bit of money that covers some of our international competitions. So basically, we go to about eight or nine competitions internationally, and about I'd say about thirty percent of that cost is covered. And then for the Olympics, we get a free plane ticket, and we get put up in the athlete village, and so it's it's deluxe, decadent. Are the, time, yeah, are those but, uh, are those nice digs? Tell us about what the athlete yeah, village or what you've heard and about. Cool swag. Um, oh, yeah. I haven't seen the athlete's village. I'm really excited to see it. Uh, just my background is architecture and building, so I'm really excited to see some of the buildings there. But I, I haven't. I haven't sort of snuck a peek online to see what's coming. Um, Donna, I, don't know. I, have, I have resisted going blue for the last 20 minutes. Um, but I have to ask you this question. I have heard that the Athlete's Village is a real fuck fest. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that too, actually. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so my boyfriend will be coming with me to the Olympics. Oh, and, uh, this guy sounds like a real asshole. He'll to be me. on yeah, site. Totally probably, probably a loser, just smokes a lot of pot, plays a lot of Halo. <laughs> Um, so, well, my boyfriend, Thomas Michael is... Michael Phelps? That's who she's... Yeah, Michael Phelps. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's so wonderful. And and anyway, I'm just mentioning him because I thought it was 
Um, I, uh, this is awkward. So I've just heard rumors, too, actually, about big parties that are happening in the village. And I'm kind of curious to see... I like to see if it's true and to observe, you know but not participate. Donna, you obviously. don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Okay? <laughs> Peer pressure at an Olympic mm-hmm. level is intense. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You don't have to give but in to I, it. I don't. I mean, Sean White shows up to the Summer Olympics and has these fucking ragers. Yeah. Sure. He's giving out chewing gum to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing a leather vest with no shirt on. <laughs> He's he confuses people from the Today Show. Sure. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. You know, at what point in your relationship you guys are, or, or, or you know how serious things are. But I mean, Jordan single. But yeah, I, I was. But I was going to say, is can you guys arrange some sort of Olympic pass? <laughs> you know, be inspired by the hit film Hall Pass. You know, what? or check out Olympic Pass, which is another one. Didn't do as well. Yeah, it's so right. specific. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but I think it'd be a great opportunity for someone who wanted to make a documentary. Olympic fuck fest. Olympic Just call it going for gold. The guy, <laughs> the guy from Girls Gone Wild is the man to make that documentary. Yeah. <laughs> that creepy, creepy semi-rape dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, rape dude. Rape dude. Rape dude? Yeah, yeah. professional was, rape dude. What were the circumstances of that? Was it, he was oh, I, I don't know. I don't know too much about I, okay. I, I Someone told I me. I remember that someone he was told in court me, for something. Someone told me that guy raped a bunch of people, and I'm, I just took it you as just, fact. Yeah. Right. I think it's cumulative. At a certain point, <laughs> it's like they gave up. There's like there's certain amount that's going to happen. We yeah, know. you like, did a lot of kind of rape stuff, so yeah. that equals a rape. Okay, gross. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah, I am sorry, sorry. Donna. Let's get back. Sorry. To no, the spirit okay. of the no, they're pretty strict though with their credentialing and who they let into the village. They won't even let our family and friends in. So. Uh-huh. He might have some trouble getting a pass into the village. Sounds like it's a cool disguise time. Mustaches yeah. and uh, singlets, pork pie hats, pork pie hats, and <laughs> flags. Do you think Danny reason. Boyle can just saunter in? Hmm, well, I, no. Okay. Yeah, I don't <laughs> no, think so either. Not at all. Donna, do you if if you're talking about paying for your own trips and so on and so forth? I was yeah. just sort of wondering what would it take. To buy your loyalty. <laughs> like, to get you to wear a special hat. Like, if you are comfortable to, with the word tied on your back, you know, <laughs> as you're riding the horse or swimming. Well, I was thinking a MaximumFun.org rocket ship. Oh, I'm sorry. Ooh. I was going to try to get Face a face tattoo. I was going to get a, like, mm-hmm. NASCAR endorsement sort of, like, level stuff. But, yeah, you get a sticker. Probably pretty good. To achieve my Um, Olympic best, I always eat Cinnabon. Yeah, the JJ Go cereal, maybe, if you had. Mm. Um, Being the marshmallow. Every, like, I've come to be able to stretch every little amount of money really, really far. So, um, I don't, like, my loyalty... Well, my loyalty can't be bought for any amount, but but She's from my eternal gratitude and um, and like thankfulness, appreciativeness That's can nice. be bought really easily. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, have you yeah. have you uh, sat at the knee of some past pentathlete who's given you just insight and wisdom? Like who who is who is who is your pentathlete? Who's like oh my god? When you're talking about the five elites, this is the one. 
I don't. That's a, a question that I've never been asked before, and there is no pentathlete that I think of in that way. It's it's curious. I I just I don't. I feel like um, there are people that I've met through pentathlon that are incredible and amazing, but there isn't a pentathlete that sort of um, gets me excited or makes me. Uh, go dreamy or thoughtful or <laughs> full of admiration. But is there? I mean, you know, it's sort of like Jesse Owens or no. I mean, look. But, I mean, what she's saying is her heroes are more like Tony Hawk and Max Roach. Yeah. Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> you said a skateboarder and then a drummer. Uh, I was racing for some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Donna, when when do you compete, and wh- how can people enjoy you competing? Because all of our all of Jordan Jesse Goes listeners are definitely going to be rooting for you. Yeah, we're all throwing our our country loyalties out the window. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't oh. know who our pentathlete is, but they probably suck. They probably, probably are a real asshole, and they're probably hooking up like crazy the night before and yeah. just blowing their load and stuff. Sorry, <laughs> just that's athlete talk. Yeah, <laughs> Donna knew what you were talking. She about. knows. Yeah, deal. yeah. Oh man, I wish I could have a little flag that was JJ Go and stitch it to my uniform. That would be amazing. Um, would I compete on August twelfth. And people can watch. It'll it will be on all the usual. I mean, everything that's covering the Olympics will probably cover pentathlon, I assume. Mm-hmm. But there's always a a dedicated website through um, pentathlon.org that always has links to sort of online coverage of us. Cool. And I have a website. Um, it's thisisdonna.com. So I'll be posting things there as well. Wow. Well, this is, we couldn't be more excited about this, Donna, and thank you so much for yeah, thank you so much, so thank you so much cool. for calling us and and making our entire lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you could introduce us to Gina Davis, that would be <laughs> even more amazing. <laughs> yeah, but. I have a lot of questions about the long kiss goodnight. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> but Donna, Donna, thank you so much for coming on Jordan Jesse Go. It was really a pleasure. Yeah, and congratulations! Oh. Amazing, amazing. Oh my gosh! Thank you so much. I'm I'm so touched. This has just been really sweet. I'm so um yeah. I'm totally so excited that you had me on. Thank you. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Oh, hi. Brian Husky, elder statesman. So when we finished that last segment with Donna, I, I held Donna on the line. We were all talking about how amazing it is that she's going to the Olympics. And I was thinking that we have this amazing listener community, the Jordan, Jesse Go community. I mean, tens of thousands of people listen to this program and love it. And, you know, our Max Fun community is even broader than that. And never before has anyone in our community, frankly, done anything. Uh, <laughs> of merit. <laughs> yeah. Contributed anything to the world. And, you know, when you're a modern pentathlete. Now, there's this, do you know Neil Appeal? 
Oh, Neil Appeal, yeah. He, um, me and him play Starhawk online. <laughs> <laughs> I needed someone to play Starhawk with, right? And because none of my friends were playing it, and then up. Neil Appeal said he would play it with me, and we've been playing. We've been having a really good time. Oh, oh well, he's really is, good at it. That is contributing yeah. something. So good. thank you, Donna. That was nice to talk to you. But we have another <laughs> yeah, cause that we're going to focus. Yeah, on. Yeah. So anyway, Donna. Donna's a modern pentathlete. Uh, 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 these days, a lot of the money in athletics is flowing into your classic pentathlon. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, You're running fast for 100 yards. Biathlon. Swimming in water kind of person. Whatever. And so, I mean, we've seen you in those commercials where you ride, you run, you shoot, and then you snap into a Slim Jim. <laughs> <laughs> those are great. And then you get tackled by the Sasquatch. Yep. But but I asked Donna, is there something that we could help her with as a community that would make her trip to the Olympics better and her, you know, help her with the burden of being representing her nation of Canada in, in the Olympics. And Donna, we did come up with something. We're going to sell black market babies <laughs> for no, you. To no, make, no, no, no. That, that's Ryan, off the table? We didn't no, discuss that. that. You just... Number one... Well... It's it's been recorded, so that's kind of a contractually <laughs> no no. no I can, in a contract, someone has to exchange something for something. Well, here, uh, here you go. Hold that. No. that that's okay. a piece of dirt. Why I am I it. why am I holding this dirt? Uh, I just gave you something. And oh, now you're fuck. taking. Yeah. God damn it, husky. That's called a dirt contract. <laughs> well, I guess we're baby smugglers. <laughs> <laughs> but Donna, Donna, there is one thing that we came up with that you might need help with, and it's a good one. Can you tell our listeners what it is? A laser gun. <laughs> <laughs> Donna needs a, a new laser gun. She needs to pay for her new laser gun. And part of it is we need to get the funding for a time machine, which will allow her to go into the future. Right. Now, I know what you're thinking. Shouldn't we just go down to the laser tag center and steal a gun (laughs) from Donna? And yes, we are going to do that, but it will need to be upgraded. Yeah. Um, Donna, this thing involves, well, you got to get a circuit board, right? And solder some parts. You have to cut off a robot's penis. Yeah. You have to get a laser pointer from, uh, like, Office Depot or whatever and then strap that on the top. Sure. Okay. I Here's what I think. I, I We looked it up. We looked up how much the different parts Donna needs cost. We translated it from euros into dollars because only communist countries sell these things, such right. as Europe, mm-hmm. the communist country of Europe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Evil Europe. And <laughs> we, came, we came up with a number, which is $2,900. I think $2,900 is well within our capacity with the tens of thousands of listeners that we have who are already excited about getting to go to the Olympics with Donna sleep in her bed at the Athletes' Village, all the privileges that are accorded (laughs) to all of our listeners. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a really amazing experience for all of us. I mean, think of it. Every person who supports this goal to get $2,900 for Donna to get a laser gun gets to compete in one leg of the modern pentathlon. At the $500 level, you get to do the horse riding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
at the 250 level, you get to do them running. Nobody wants to do them. Yeah, running. nobody wants to run. <laughs> no, get out of We can do that. Thousand dollar. You want the horse to do the running? Yeah, sure. and the thousand dollar level, of course, is shooting the laser gun. Yeah, and I mean two thousand. The two thousand dollar level is really good because not only do you get to shoot the laser gun and ride the horse, mm-hmm. you actually get to keep the horse. <laughs> and as we said, these horses very sticky hooves, so yeah. they're very valuable on the glue market. Tender meat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just got to take them through the channel. <laughs> at, w- at what level do we get to blaze with Michael Phelps? <laughs> <laughs> so, Donna, I think that I think that we can do this. Is by the time that we have this show up uh, on Monday, we will have put together an Indiegogo project for this thing. Twenty nine hundred dollars. I'm in, I'm I'm right now saying, and I, who knows if this is the be all end all, but right now I'm putting a hundy on this. You're putting, personally. You're putting a Jesse I'm Thorne pu- Hundy. I'm putting a Hundy on this. Wow. I'm sending $100 to this project just to kick things off, wow. just as a little challenge for our listeners. We're going to buy this Olympian a laser gun. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if it sounds like we're joking, this is, this I'm is not, dead serious yeah. about this. All of the pledge levels that we just discussed were definitely yeah. jokes. If you're just tuning in, we will not explain why this Olympian needs a laser gun. <laughs> no. Don't, absolutely don't not. listen to this. Very the show. complicated. Just That's, know yeah. that the Olympics are fucked up at this point and everyone needs a laser gun. Yeah. And also, you should know that you can listen to podcasts from the start, no matter what time not you me. start. No, nope, I drop in right in the middle. <laughs> I'm always Lost. You just randomly drag, uh-huh. <laughs> drag the bar, Donna. I guess so. We 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 you know mentioned like sponsorship and and you know obviously there's there's a uniform and they probably don't want you altering it with patches or something like that. But if if you're if if this happens, if if our if our our dudes do you know step up and buy this laser gun, will you name the laser gun some sort of Jordan Jesse Go inside joke? That's a great idea, actually. Yes, okay. absolutely. Great. I mean, the an inside joke of your choice. Yeah, I mean, you can make it any. I mean, you can name it Chip Gunson, <laughs> uh, Gun Dipson. I mean, I, I would turn it around to you guys and ask you to name the gun, I think. Oh, wow. Okay, that so would let's, be such an honor. Let's get the gun first. Yeah. We got to get this gun first, and then we're going to name it. Put the cart before the gun. <laughs> <laughs> the go gun. So here's here's what you, the listeners, can do. Go to maximumfun.org. We'll have it there, right on the homepage. You might have to scroll down a little bit, but we will have it there. And next week on the show, we'll also give out the specific direct URL. But right now, since we haven't made the thing yet, go to maximumfun.org. It'll be there. We're going to get together twenty nine hundred dollars uh, to make a young Olympian's dreams of naming a laser gun in honor of her favorite vulgar comedy podcast <laughs> come true. Oh, man, if she uses this to assassinate Muse. Oh, that would be tremendous. <laughs> Donna, we're, we're going to... They're we're, doing the Olympic theme song. We're going to make this, we're gonna make this happen really for you. Um, and uh, pretty soon you'll be shooting motherfuckers all over that Olympic village. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I feel like I w- just won some I- incredible game show in another universe. Well, <laughs> not, really until, not until those fuckers listening right now go to MaximumFun.org and say, <laughs> Don't call them fuckers if you want them to give money. These oh, shit heels who probably them. do nothing with their lives. <laughs> well, go to MaximumFun.org. I've already got 100 bucks in there. Um, let's make it happen for Donna. And Donna, thanks for, thanks for talking to us. And we'll, we'll check in with you. We'll check in with you on the, on the road to Olympic gold. That's what we're going to call it, by the way. No pressure. <laughs> the road to Olympic gold. Thank you. 
Thank you, Donna. We'll we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Oh, man. Let's talk about sponsors. Let's talk about the Jumbotron. Love talking about that. Uh, first of all, our friends at ask.metafilter.com. They're the best. Let's just say you don't know what the best way to tame a wild horse is. Ask.metafilter probably has that info. Yeah. Ask.metafilter.com. You just go there, type that shit in. That should be part of the uh, the decathlon. You know who will pro- Or pentathlon. You know should be taming the horse. You know who probably knows the answer to that? Hmm. Cold Chef. Who's that? It's a guy on oh, Metafilter. Oh, it's a guy on Metafilter. It's a guy on Metafilter. Sure. He likes our show. He's great. Ask.metafilter.com. And go, holy crap, look at, look at what we got on the Jumbotron. Great stuff. Okay, first of all, from Kenneth, Angela, and Sarah... Happy birthday, Allison. We hope you always keep outclassing everyone around you. We have to work from the assumption that that's an inside joke of some kind. I'm right? sure the, the the four of them are, are rolling along the ground You think with Allison laughter. wears a monocle? I should hope so. Yeah, that's If she pro- doesn't, she should develop astigmatism and start. One presumes that that's what's going on. Allison with two L's. Yeah. You want to do the next one? Uh, I do. Absolutely. Oh, uh, check out Buena Adventura, the debut album from Bonaventure James. Go to bit.ly slash jjgobj. <laughs> that sounds like it could be me and Jesse giving a blowjob. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, go, co- go to bit.ly slash jjgobj to listen to and download the new album from Bonaventure James. Yes. yes. That's the Bonaventure James from the best show on WFMU. <laughs> the album is Pay What You Want, but all paying downloads will receive bonus downloads and more. Uh, so go to bit.ly slash jjgobj. Hey, how about this? Uh, how about some congratulations mm-hmm. to Guy and Mary Beth on their new baby? That's great. Uh, I have been following this baby's growth inside of Mary Beth uh, on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> An odd way to put it. Guy and Mary Beth are the folks that uh, I married a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and the three of us decided to have this child. Uh, I'm sure it's tremendous. You and Guy mixed your sperm so you wouldn't know who the father yeah, is, right? Yeah, well, I mean, it's a it's a group situation. We That's want great. the group. We want everyone to feel responsible for this kid. So there's that. And also, I wanted to mention one other thing. Our friend Tyler McNiven, mm-hmm. um, who has been a guest on this program, I believe when he was running across Iran or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what stupid thing he was up to when <laughs> when he was a guest on this show. I was just in San Francisco, and my mom and I visited Tyler at his new restaurant. Hey, Tyler just opened a restaurant on Valencia in my old in my old stomping grounds on Valencia and 16th Street called West of Pecos. Um, It's like a southwestern restaurant. It's gorgeous. The food is great. And Tyler is currently working seven days a week there. It is really his restaurant. That's great. He's the manager slash co-owner of this restaurant. And Tyler's currently working seven days a week there. And I told him that I would not only say that he's on here, but if you go there, if you're a San Franciscan, you go to West of Picos on uh, Valencia and 16th, uh, ask for Tyler, tell him you heard about the restaurant on Jordan Jesse Go. He has promised to hook your ass up. Wow. 
That's what I told him. I said, can you promise to hook their ass up? I said, he said, yes, I will hook their ass up. Okay. And Tyler doesn't fuck around. No. This, you're, you're, I don't, you're getting something. I mean, he might pull his dick out or something. Sure. That's the kind of He's guy been Tyler known to. is. Yeah, I mean, who knows? He might, he might pay a, play a flugelhorn. Whatever it is, whether it's a free appetizer or a dick, it's going to have some corn-based salsa on it. Yeah, absolutely. The food is totally great, so west of Picos. If you want to get on the Jumbotron, it's MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. If you want to sponsor an episode of Jordan Jesse Go or a bunch of episodes of Jordan Jesse Go, email Teresa at MaximumFun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Brian Husky, elder statesman. Mm. Brian, Brian, Brian. Mm. The Brian Husky, ladies and gentlemen. Mm, The Brian Husky. That's my Twitter handle. Well done. Mm -hmm. Man, you know, Brian... um, uh, a GLBT hero is called a queero. I learned that when I was in college at UC Santa Cruz. Uh-huh. Your sketch and improv group, Naked Babies, yes. has two of my, and I haven't come up with anything as good as queero, but baldos in it, <laughs> <laughs> which is you and another past Jordan Jesse Go guest, Rob Cordry. Yes. Uh, and I just want I just want you to know that as a guy whose hair is receding towards the back of his head. But it'll and looking at you and being an expert in it, it will take a long time. So thank you. You're fine. Thank you very much. Sure. Um, I just want you to know that the two of you have really inspired me hmm. in terms of changing the world through the better, for the better, through laughter at a bald person. <laughs> <laughs> Not with, because it doesn't happen. There no, is, I, I don't think <laughs> it doesn't happen. That hasn't been my experience, but I just want you to know that it, it means a lot to me when I see you on television, when I, when I see you in a series of Toyota commercials, mm-hmm. when I see you on, uh, give me another place where I might see him. Comedy at the, Bang at Bang. At the Grove. Yeah, at the at Grove. The Grove. At the Grove, yeah. <laughs> when, you when fill I, in for uh, Mario Lopez sometimes. Yeah, and sometimes I sit in with this uh, Jimmy Buffett cover band. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, I'll just do congos or bongos <laughs> or congas. Sure. Which are different than Any congos. kind of like hand drumming. Yeah. Like you like some, some additional percussion. Mm-hmm. And I, I also admire that both you and Rob are real Patrick Stewart types, if I might say. In, in the Sexy sense. bald man. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. See, I've had recently, I, had, I did a, a part in a movie where they, they had to make a a life cast of me. And <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. Could, you, could, you, could you get dismembered or something? Yeah, I get my head cut off. <gasps> cool. Very cool. Wow. Um, so I got to see you. I mean, it's, it is weird to see yourself represented pretty accurately. Right, right. And then get to see all 360 degrees of that it. That happened to me when, uh, when a listener sent me a photographic pillow of my face. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Nightmares for months. (laughs) Making out with it. Uncomfortable. God, is is that a – I mean, are we going to see this movie and is this going to be – is that some sort of major spoiler that we need to take out? Not really, but maybe I won't say much more. It's a horror movie and you play an African-American character. Yes. (laughs) I am the disposable, wisecracking that you will die. Yeah. I I did feel weird about putting on – you know, essentially blackface makeup right, for sure. it and right. stuff. But I was like, there aren't any talented black right. 
balding that's why they actors. Keep, that's oh, why you know they what? Keep Tyrese. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot. Ty- he's great. Did you, was he not available? Was I don't he... think he was available. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only problem. I mean, as, he's as not an act- as beautiful as Brian. Though Mm-mm. it's true. No. He doesn't have that sheen that Brian has. Yeah, like, it, they it, don't have the white guy shininess that <laughs> he seemed able to get. Like nobody else can. I mean, this is kind of a working actor thing, but I mean, Brian, you know how this is. You go to auditions, sure. and you know you see the same couple of guys when yeah. they need a certain type. You know, you're you're in that pool. I mean, and it's probably just you and Tyrese at all these. Well, things, right? and also Jaiman Hansu. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hansu. Uh, Wait, but Brian, what? what? <laughs> so anyway, so seeing this thing was weird. Yeah. Like I was like, I was like, I am. So fucking bald. I'm so bald. Like, and you but know, you look great. Thank you, Brian. I really and appreciate I don't it. say that insincerely. You you wear it exceptionally well. Oh, that's really nice to hear. Yeah, because it's a weird. I, I mean, everybody ages and everybody goes through changes stuff. But it and I've been doing this. I've been on this path since I was. 17 uh-huh so, uh, 16 it really started to happen and so it's just been this glacial like like without global warming kind of like receding. right yeah and it's very dis- it's very it's very dispiriting when you when you look you you don't notice it as it happens but i remember i remember it being like 21 yeah and being like oh yeah, it definitely is happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like I had sort of tricked myself before. Like, eh, it's it's. I no, mean, it's happening. It is crazy the amount of mental trickery that happens with your head. Because my perspective on myself, because you know, I have like I have sort of a, a, a winnowing patch in the middle, just yeah. barely, and. And I've gotten it cut shorter and shorter. My my wife actually likes it when it's kind of like crazy professor looking, uh-huh. <laughs> when it's a little bozo and stuff. And she said she she has a crush on Larry David. Hey, <laughs> so I was like, I picked the right woman. This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but when I have like when I grow it out and stuff, and the middle part's a little thicker and stuff, it I was like, oh, I'm pretty good on top and stuff. But it's just the one angle of me looking in the mirror mm-hmm. and the light hitting me from the side. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like it really just looks like someone just kind of came through. And was but like, you look like a guy. I mean, I'm I'm not. I Larry David, also one of my baldos. Yeah, he's a good baldo. Um, but I think that you look like the kind of guy who looks like he should be bald. Yeah. Yeah, well, see, that's sort of dumpy. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. You're always in a recliner, <laughs> drinking no, like, a beer. You look like you've had chemo or something. <laughs> yeah. it, it genuinely, it genuinely suits you. Well, that's see, that's great to hear. Because... I have a weird shaped head. I once, um, I once in college shaved my head because uh-huh. I was bored. Right. I had, I was a, an RA. And I, so I had to stay until the last day that people were in college. Right. You know what I mean? And I only had early finals in the two weeks of final period. Uh-huh. And so I had to stay, sit around my college for a week while fewer and fewer people were there. And at one point, I just got bored and shaved my head, like, all the way. Yeah, yeah. You know, all the way with a razor and everything. Oh, wow. So, yeah. so- and um, what I learned is I have a weird shaped head. Now, what is what is weird? Like, is it because to me, like a weird shaped head is like too much forehead that just looks like it's sort of 
an ex like your brain is more gigantic than it needs to be. It was or... un- it was unflattering. Yeah, it was distinctly un. I did not look like a you know Bruce Willis type badass. <laughs> I looked. You were like... playing rock harmonica though. <laughs> I was. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm in the new. I'm the new Bruno. But I bet. I bet you would be good. Not like not shaving it down to just skin, but just like a super. Yeah, I think I could short. swing that because I have a brother who wears who wears his hair very short and looks pretty good. I uh, Cordry and I used to be roommates uh, back in New York, and at the time I was a photographer, and he went on tour with his National Shakespeare Company, and he came back and he had shaved his head like all the guys in the show, which I was like, why are you making this the weirdest Shakespeare Company <laughs> show ever? But he had shaved his head. To see what it would look like because he was really starting to lose it fast. And uh, just that initial seeing him that way was – it was disturbing. And I don't think anybody initially – you're sort of like, oh, my God. It's just – but now I can And Cordry is very handsome with, uh, yeah, with he, very little hair. Totally. Yeah, totally. He looks like a million dollars. Yeah. So it was interesting like that first time I think there was – it. Maybe it's so how you're you wear it. I should do it again. I think you should do it again. Mm-hmm. Right. I should just keep doing it. Cut below where the hair was. Gotcha. You know? Just take off the epidermal. I layer. should get one of those things. One of those lift and cut system <laughs> razors. Yes. With the lift and cut system. Yeah. yeah. With the lift just and eight cut. blades yeah, on the lift and cut system. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got more hair than I know what to do with. Yeah, so. you got yeah, hair. That's true. For... You're gonna have hair for forever. You're, your your hairline hasn't changed you're a whit. Rich with rich with it. So much. A beautiful head of hair, Jordan. I mean, and so, so speaking of uh, Brian Husky projects, where you have to uh, get something <laughs> weird done to you. Uh, you mentioned you had you just came back from Germany, where you were doing motion capture. Yeah, I was uh, doing motion capture for an animated remake of Tarzan, where I play Smith, who is the David Niven looking. Very sort of mincy and, and particular sidekick <laughs> to the corporate bad guy. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, motion capture for those who might not know, but I feel like your audience would immediately know. It's where you wear the little balls, uh, the little sort of like reflective balls on a – And they do this because they want to get your pitching motion exactly correct. <laughs> yes, yes. I am doing – And I, your, your touchdown dance. I'm doing an MLD video game. <laughs> yeah. uh, MLB. So they – yeah. So it is like to get how your body moves and stuff. The guy pitched it, you know, basically just like, oh, it's like Avatar, you know. <laughs> so I was like, but is it? <laughs> Why'd you say it in that tone of voice? Yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of, it wasn't as we were doing it. It's like, this isn't so much Avatar as Pixar with us moving around, you know, the, that yeah. level of realism and stuff. Uh-huh. And the yeah. guy I was I was doing all my scenes with, he was having to be the bad guy. And he, 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 was, he seemed a little bummed out that he wasn't like actually kind of getting to act. He was kind of. Getting to move, uh, but it was sure. it was. But so, but you, do you do the voice? I'll find out later on. Okay. But the crazy thing is, is for another, it'll take them another year and a half to oh, work yeah. on this thing. So, and at any point, David Hyde Pierce might become available. He totally could. <laughs> it even, him or Cedric the Entertainer. Could do <laughs> sure, famous voice. famous mincers. Yes. When you need a mincer, when you think of these people. But I mean, so. So, uh, what what, did, what part of Germany in were you in, and what did you do in your and time off why from is it in Germany? Yeah, also well, that Constantine Films is making it, and they're mm. a German company, and the super German director Reinhard Kuss <laughs> is directing it. <laughs> and I guess they shot do you, it. Does everybody on set call him the Kuss? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, all the Americans did. Like, what did Kuss just say to you? <laughs> what was the Kuss note? <laughs> but they, yeah, over there, I guess it's, and there are three. 
it's like the second or third biggest motion capture studio in the world. Wow. So maybe they just wanted to show it off to, to, to us. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's because everybody like the, is German, German well, company. Well, it sure worked. Can, so. I mean, now America knows about it through the medium of Jordan, Jesse, Go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's part of my, the contract is I had to come back and sort of like do like did you have to have a footwork pong- advertising for did you have to have a <laughs> Did you have to have a ping pong ball on your dick? Nope. They don't they don't they don't showcase that stuff. Sure. I kept putting one there. You thought you wanted that funny. for realism. Yeah. But they do to get the kind of the the the, the swing, the dangle. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, but yeah. They put the one, angle of your dangle, so put, to speak. They put one right where where the brown eye is, though. <laughs> oh, they, have, they put the brown eye one on. Right. So that is a realistic approximation, a digital approximation yeah. of your asshole. Right. In case they're like, well, in case we want to do any kind of effects where a monkey something goes you. in your ass, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> we have that down. But one of the dudes, one of the the mo- the uh, the uh, movement coach was this guy who's just done gorillas in everything, and he's been he, he's been in like Labyrinth and oh, wow. uh, Harry Potter movies and stuff. And it, I love I love that about like doing a movie or a show or something where you meet these people who are part of this other subset that is so specific, and and there are podcasts for that and stuff. You know, there was a guy that taught a class at my middle school. Who was in the fight choreography business, a sword fight, specifically sword fight and specifically rapier sword fight (laughs) choreography. I mean, he did. If you want a if you want a broadsword fight, he'll choreograph that sure, for you. Right. But basically, what he wants to do is 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 rapiers, <laughs> and it was amazing because sometimes he would sometimes he would just basically be a. I mean, I'm being a little unkind. I'm mm. sure he made money from teaching classes to middle school. He'd be schoolers. a rapierist. But sometimes, <laughs> sometimes he'd just be a sort of self-important guy that lived in a van. Yeah. You know yeah, what sure. I mean? You know the type. <laughs> but then sometimes he would be like, well, I got to fly to Spain. Right. Got to choreograph the blah, blah, blah. Right, right. And he would always choreograph for like big Shakespeare theaters. Mm-hmm. Often there's a lot of demand for that. So yeah. he'd always be going to Ashland for the Oregon Shakespeare Festival to totally. choreograph. Grab something, but and also like, ah, back to the van. Yeah. <laughs> but then in between, like he just was living off the grid, sort of. Yeah, I mean, there's no day to day money making in fight in sword fight choreography. Yeah, yeah. So you have to you have to have a an extremely steady source of work. Yes, you you have to be friends with. Whoever owns the rights to the Three Musketeers, I know, books. totally. <laughs> or you're you're at every play opening and just pitching like, well, I really could use a fight scene. You yeah, know? You're I, know just like, I know it's I know it's Arthur Miller. This is our town. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dear Mister Mammoth, <laughs> I enjoyed your recent your recent Broadway revival of Glengarry Glen Ross. <laughs> what was sorely lacking <laughs> was the, the swordplay, not with words but with swords. <laughs> dear <laughs> sir. <laughs> but even like uh, like with, find. Me in my van, (laughs) (laughs) side of highway. But even like that's why asking Donna is like I wanted. I you know I was kind of a little disheartened that she didn't have her favorite pentathlete. Yeah. Um. You know maybe she's just better than that. Maybe she's just a cool kid on the scene. Yeah. I mean her favorite pentathlete is Jello Biafra. (laughs) (laughs) He does it all. uh, Singing. Gene Krupa. Spoken word. (laughs) Sure. And being in the Melvins sometimes. Yeah. That's <laughs> – The other thing – Oh, that's, that's uh, a rock and roll pentathlon. Crazy talk. 
Oh, yeah, crazy voice. <laughs> crazy voice. Oh, I just meant crazy words. <laughs> that was my experience of talking with him. A nice man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Crazy, yes. Well, he, yeah, he says crazy things in a crazy voice. Wait, was, yeah. he, was he on the show? Yeah, he was on. He was not on Jordan Jesse Go. He was on The Sound of Young America once oh, okay. when we did the show in San Francisco. Yeah, and yeah. He is not a good listener. That's how I would characterize him. <laughs> is he always either two steps ahead or five steps he behind? Had some, he was a really, really – first of all, I want to say he was a super nice dude. Yeah. Like he could not have been nicer to us. He is obviously a legend and a genius. Yeah. Uh, but he lives in his own world. Right. <laughs> yeah. Is he crazy? Does he have like dreadlocks with bones in them and stuff? Or? That sort of. I mean, vaguely. Yeah. Yes. But a much friendlier, San Francisco ear version of yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Like a real sweet. He was really, really nice. That's like, good. And went out of his way to be like really pleasant and be grateful that he was on the show and Aww. super nice to us. And uh, then we got on stage and. It was like I wasn't there. <laughs> he just went off. All I could do was just sort of, it was like bumper pool or something. You yeah. Know? Like yeah. I could just sort of slap him in one direction or the other, try and get him moving towards something. That's funny. Yeah, I bet he's got some built-in wiring at this point. It's like, microphone, lights, go. <laughs> just living the dream. Biafra. Biafra time. <laughs> Sticking it to George Bush. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Brian Husky, elder statesman. Brian, it's been a joy to have you on the program. This was a dream come true. I really, really did. Really? I really, yeah. Was Were you dreaming dream? about it? I, I've had visions. I've had like what we call nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... It, in I, the shamanic community. In the shamanic community. <laughs> and I have to say, like, it's... I love... Because I used to listen to uh, Sound of the Young American and you... You don't anymore. No, I'm done with it. It's, yeah. I'm dead with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's... You, you, the mental picture people have of just hearing your voice. And Not stuff. as handsome as I am in real oh life. Oh, my God. I thought when I walked in, I was like, who's this burn victim? It's like, oh, no, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the show. No, but I always pictured you uh, with long, curly hair <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> and, and older. I pictured you much older. Yeah. We used I, to get, get I used to Sorry. get complaints about the name being The Sound of Young America from people who only listened on the radio. Uh-huh. And they would be like – why is some they would send an email in thinking that it wasn't actually my email address yeah yeah and it would all it would be like i'd get one of these every three months i'd say yeah why is this 50 year old guy saying <laughs> calling his show the sound of young america <laughs> and i'd be like dear person it is me it is i me. am 27 i am young <laughs> i have a wise voice <laughs> Anyway, Brian, is there any? Do you have any exciting upcoming projects or anything that we should make sure that people don't miss? Oh my God, uh, I don't know. I say they should go back and watch your episodes of Veep. Yeah, go back and check out Veep. Veep check is... out your episode of Burning Love. Check out Burning Love. Check out uh, Always Watch Comedy Bang Bang. You know what I think people should do? Mm. This is what I think people should do. What's that? People should go online. And I guess illegally download the <laughs> Onion News Network. Yes, because <laughs> which is no longer extant, sadly, no. because no. it was fucking yeah, hilarious. that was great. Yes, those guys are the smartest, the smartest. Yeah, so they're, good. They're brilliant geniuses. Yeah. and um, and you were 
a regular on the show yep. and a delight on the show. Thank you. A- alongside that elderly African American lady that was so good at saying crazy stuff. Dorothy. <laughs> Dorothy. <laughs> Dorothy. She is amazing. Quick story about her. She is a life life actor, like been doing it for a long time. And we're chatting with her. She's like, well, at one time I did a, a pi- comedy pilot with O.J. Simpson. And we're like, what? And then if you watch uh, Sleeper, no, it's not Sleeper, uh, uh, Bananas, they have this funny scene uh, where uh, um, they cut to a black woman and she says, I'm J. Edgar Hoover. <laughs> That's her. Uh, <laughs> so she's made a career out of just kind of random, yes. crazy asides. Yeah, and but it was I was like, but you were capable enough to do a sitcom. Like you're not, you know what's right. happening and stuff. But at this point, she kind of doesn't know what's happening, which is great. It works out great for the show. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was her character. Yes. Yeah, totally. <laughs> anyway, Brian Husky, wonderful as always. Go to MaximumFun.org. Let's send Let's send Donna a laser gun. Yeah. Let's make this happen. Laser. Huh? Make laser. 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 Go Canada, not America. <laughs> Brian Fernandez it's on the, worst. the boards. Our theme music, Love You by the Free Design, courtesy of the Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. Our telephone number is 206-984-4FUN. We'll have more calls next week. You can also email us at jjgo at maximumfun.org. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. 